This is badass Billy Gunn, 11-time WWE Tag Team Champion, Intercontinental Champion, Hardcore Champion, and you're listening to IcoPod. You gotta hear this. And if you're not listening to this, I got two words for you. Suck it. With episode 172 of IcoPod, I'm Dallas Gridley. With me, as always, is Bob Colling Jr. and Austin Skinner. Guys, are you ready for fucking Raw or what? I can't believe I just got listed third. I looked at Bob's top on my picture on, on Skype here, so I just went to Bob first. Okay, the anonymous guy in the killer documentary up there? Yeah, I mean, he definitely looks like he's, he's killing someone and he's going to be like... I, I did not commit the murder. Oh, I God. thought he was a I thought he was a good guy, and I definitely hit him in my shed for six years, not knowing <laughs> that he was a mass murderer. I don't know what you're talking about. Listen, if I uh, if I knew who it was, I'd tell you, but I don't know who it is. But I might, but I'm still not gonna tell. That, you. Dude, you guys need to watch it. It's on Funny or Die. Zach Galifianakis, <laughs> he does something like that, and he's. Being interviewed as like I can't remember the character's name, but he's just like, you guys are gonna do that like darkened thing and change my voice, right? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, the guy starts the interview and he's he's like, is that better? And he's like, yes. Like the voice changed. <laughs> the it's, so, it's just the way it's delivered. It's so funny. It's true. It's true. Uh, to Alan, I guess. I don't. I guess we're going with it. But to answer Dallas's question, yeah, everything's uh, solid. You know, it's getting nicer out, which is great. Uh, I live in Florida, so it's not like it was ever really bad out. I, I was just gonna say that. Is it was it really that bad there? Um, but it's been raining like a son of a bitch the last couple of weeks, so it has been nice to uh, to see some sun. I was actually outside at a nature preserve. Uh, over the weekend and coming up here pretty soon we're gonna go all out camping we bought a tent we bought the primitive tools needed and we are gonna go out into the wilderness and uh and camp before it gets too hot because there gets to a point where here pretty soon uh later in may for a good uh six months you can't breathe outside because it's so hot yeah well all I'm going to say is I, I'm looking forward to the episode when you get back from camping and you're like, guys, we are going to go to this fucking lake and there's going to be all this fucking awesome like animals. We get there <laughs> and there was no fucking animals. So I was so fucking pissed. Ruined the whole camping trip. We're done. Never camping again. Well, the best part is, is like we, we bought the tent like three weeks ago. So we've been needing to go camping for like the past three weekends. But knowing that I'd be so pissed off, Katie's been canceling lately, and it's like, well, why don't you want to go? And she goes, well, I've been watching the radar, and if it gets over a 40% chance of rain, we haven't been going. 
Because <laughs> she knows I'd be fucking furious oh, if it was raining God. all goddamn night and it was soaking into the tent. Great, great. So, so I'll just scare her into changing plans if there's more than a 40% chance of rain. Well, I mean, come on. Who wants to be pissed on all night? No. I don't. Well, yeah. I mean, I understand. But it's just funny that she's been avoiding it and it's like... Oh, yeah, it's because it's been raining. <laughs> it's like, oh, fucking good, because I'd be fucking pissed. I have, uh, I have a tent story for you. Ooh. Oh. I don't, think okay. I've ever, I don't think I've ever told this story. So I, my buddy, I had a really, like, my best friend growing up. His name was John. And you guys know where my old house was, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, like, the so, middle of Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. So he lived, like... Not across the street from me, but like like on the other side of like that little circle of a yeah yeah yeah. So I would cut through like a couple yards, and I'm right there. Okay. Okay. Well, one one year, I was probably like nine or ten, maybe even younger, maybe like eight, eight or nine. Um, one year he had like a camp out in his backyard. <laughs> okay. Okay. It was me, him, a bunch of kids from school. Like there was some big tents. Like his sister had a thing. It was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're laying in the tent or whatever. And I just get like the biggest knot in my stomach. Oh, no. Because, because I am convinced, convinced that a skunk is going to somehow like bite into the <laughs> tent <laughs> and like spray oh. me or bite me or something. I'm just freaking out. Like, I can't do this. Mind <laughs> you, I'm, like, across the street from my house. Right. You're in a residential backyard. Right. Yeah. Like, I realistically could pop out of the tent and look straight ahead and see my porch light. <laughs> That's how close I am to my house. So I'm just like, I'm like, John, John. He's like, what? What's up? I was like, I, I got to go home. I can't oh, do it. My- He's like, what? What's wrong? And I'm just like, I just, I don't, like, I'm, I can't do it. I don't, like, I was just, like, kind of like homesick, I guess. I'm right across the street. Oh, my God. I couldn't do it. So I fucking went home. You know and what? As soon, as soon as I got home, and as soon as I was in my, I was fine. Oh, yeah. Uh, believe it or not, it's fine. our buddy Joe Sweet is exactly like that. Because I can remember several instances where it was so late. I'm talking three, four in the morning. Sun's coming up. And we'd all be at Dallas's house. It'd be like me, Joe, Mike, and yeah. Jerry. And I can remember maybe two, three times where it was just like, Joe, just sleep here. It's fucking 3 a.m. It's all going to bed. Uh, four houses down. Right. So it was just, it would get to a point where we'd all be tired. And it's like, all right, dude, like. Let's just go to bed. And Joe would be like, no, I have to go home. It's like, Joe, it's 3 a.m. Your house is down the street. Just stay here. And he would literally at 3 a.m. put his coat on, put his boots on, and he'd fucking go to his house and go to bed. But, yes, he's very much like that. And it's, I don't think it's super uncommon because I even had other friends where, like, it'd be a sleepover. And they'd have to call their mom at 11 o'clock to come pick them up because they wanted to go home. Well, so yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's a common thing. It's common when you're, when you're younger, for sure. 
And yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I meant. That's what and I and I'll, I'll tell it very briefly. Austin's lucky I ever stayed the night at his house again I because know, I know. one time I can't believe that you did because there was a couple different instances where I would have been like, "No, nah, I ain't staying there no more." Yeah, I got locked in a back room once, um, alone in Austin's old ass creaky house. Yes, um, and I couldn't get out. Yeah, um, and the and the only bathroom I could use was upstairs down a very very dark hall. And I'm like young Dallas you, was really fucking scared that day. I'm telling you, dude. I don't know what it was, but that upstairs, dude, that upstairs was fucked up. There was there was something to it because there was no reason why. Like you, it it was my house. I was afraid to go in my own upstairs house. Well, I even, like didn't go up there. Well, we didn't even go up there during the day. So what's that tell you? But, like, so you'd go up, and it, originally what it was was there was a door off that same staircase, and it was a separate living space that they rented out. They used to rent out the upstairs. Mm-hmm. So you'd go up, and it's, like, one main living space. There's, like, a half kitchen with a fridge, kind of a carpeted area. There was a closet right to the right when you went upstairs. And when you'd get to the top of the stairs and look down the living space... You'd look down and there'd be a bedroom door all the way at the end with a bathroom right to the right of that bedroom door. And I don't know what it was, but maybe, you know, maybe the lighting or something, but it always seemed like there was never a light back there. Mm-hmm. And that for a long time was kind of our main bathroom that we would use. So you'd have to go up these old ass and he's right. Creaky fucking scary stairs up to this pretty much abandoned second apartment kind of deal down this dark hallway where there was no light into this bathroom that was not in the greatest condition either. And it was always super quiet. Mm -hmm. You could hear the wind through the windows and it was just a genuine, I always felt always like I was being watched all the time up there. And there's no reason. Like, my grandparents on the house, nobody died in the house that I know of. So it's like, there, it's, I don't know. It was just a feeling, and it was terrible. And the back room that connected that part of the house and staircase to the main house, the door was a piece of shit. I mean, the handle was just fucking crumpled. And it was one of those old brass knobs that really just didn't work good. Like, it would get stuck and jammed. So when Dallas was over, that little back room space was kind of a hangout space. It had all my video games. It had, you know, big couches that we would lay on. Um, And, you know, it would be the plan would be to sleep back there. Well, it would get to be late. And obviously, I like my bed over a couch any day. So, like, I'd see that Dallas fell asleep and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go sleep in my bed. So the one night he's talking about, I can remember because we were watching my grandfather's dog. And it was just a little shit zoo's dog. Just whatever. This little mop head motherfucker. And it was a night that Dallas was sleeping over. And he had the door had latched and he, he couldn't get in or out. So I think he woke up in like the middle of the night, maybe looking for me or something. And. He, I think it maybe my mom or something had to go out there, but he was like trying to jam the door open and slamming on it and knocking on it, but he couldn't get through. And the little dog was sitting there. Wasn't it like barking at you? 
I think that's all that I think that yeah, I think that's what got me up is like it jingling or barking and it was just like oh my like, like trying I, to get in the back room. Yeah. So I wanted to get the dog out, I think is really what the whole case was in. And oh, I couldn't I couldn't oh. even get out of this room and yeah. Austin abandoned me back there. Plus you the scary I'm stairs like, next to me. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit, what is happening? It was a really and I did not sleep I don't think anymore that night. It was a really bad night. Yeah, no. I do. I specifically remember that because he was pissed the next morning. Um but I feel like stuff happened like that kind of a lot where I'd either like abandon you and you'd be like, dude, where'd you go? Or just weird shit like that. But yeah, the upstairs was really fucking scary. So I could see how you'd be friggin' pissed. But I don't know. Our house was always in your house was like this too growing up, but it was always in a constant state of construction. Mm-hmm. Like something was being worked on at all times. And the upstairs just happened to be one of those things where it was like always kind of right in that weird, it's being worked on, but it's not. And it's just one of those things that happened. But yeah, good times for sure. Yeah, you have a tendency of just leaving people. Like you move to Orlando, you don't even really tell anybody. I can't believe it'll be three years in June. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So I should have told you not to do it. Well, if you think about it, you know, I've I've probably seen you in person a handful of times in three years, and the same's for Bob, and he lives in the same town. Right. Yeah. And what's crazy is you actually moved closer to me. I, essentially, yes. Yeah. So. I do miss that Maybe. part. Even just being like, hey, Bob, what are you doing on Sunday? And it's like, oh, well, nothing. And it's like, you'd go over, and what did we do? We didn't do shit. Yeah. But like we hung out and didn't do shit. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have that anymore. I don't have outside interaction. I, I it's come a home pandemic, after... Dallas. That's why I don't hang out with you. Yeah, but even still, like, I, I just, I don't have that anymore, and it, it really sucks. Well, why don't you make friends with people at your work? Oh wait, that's right, you can't when you play hooky. Uh, and also because they're all fifty-year-old women. Perfect. <laughs> So they don't have much in common with me. No, that's perfect. Because you know what that means? No pregnancy scares. Oh my! God. Well, that's true. But the, you're telling me that they don't want to watch wrestling with you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. And not only that, I've become um, less and less patient in the last three years. So, like, uh, I don't have time to deal with motherfuckers anyway. Oh my god! So it's funny that you say. You know, they don't want to watch TV shows, Dallas, because at work, you know, I'll overhear people being like, you need to watch, you know, this show on ABC or something. So what I'll do is I'll be like, hey, uh, Lori, you know, she's like 55 years old or something. I'm like, I got a show you can watch. And she'll be like, what? I'm like, WWF Raw. (laughs) And she'll be like, what? And I'll be like, listen, there's 29 seasons of it. (laughs) <laughs> and she's like, "Are you kidding?" I'm like, "No." And I'm like, "There's fi- like at least fifty episodes each one. Sometimes they're three hours long, right? You gotta start though at the beginning. That way you really get the context. It's like it's a really long series." And she's like, "Well, when does it start?" I'm like, "1993." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, "If you watch," I was like, "You need to watch like four like a day, and you probably get caught up in like you know a couple years." Oh God. She she does not want to do it. So every time I see her, I'm like, Lori, how far are you? Like, where are you at in your viewing for WWF Raw? And she'll be like, I'm not watching it, Bob. Uh, this guy just uh, debuted <laughs> Doink the Clown. Like, what's he about? Dude, if 
if she was this, if she was like the Steiner brothers finally won the WWF tag title, <laughs> I'd be like, oh my god, you're watching. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> she did it. She pulled the trigger. Yeah, I don't understand. Like Lex Luger was a narcissist, and now he's like pro USA. What? That's just weird. Well, I'll tell you, wrestling used to be, you know, a daily part of my everyday life, but. These days, man, it's really not. I uh, I sit, I do this once a week. I might throw a video on here and there of either a promo I like or something like that. But I just don't sit down and, and watch it, especially modern content. I just don't have the stomach for it. Um, I was enjoying NWA for the short time they were on YouTube, but now they're on Fight TV, which it's you like pay for it. and I'm not paying for it. Um, yeah, I just, I don't have the passion for it. I would still love to go to live shows and I do every once in a while, but it's not like it used to be for me. And I think it's because I've just digested so much and, and that that's a credit to both of you because I don't know how you're not in the same boat. I mean, it's just, you get to a point where it's like watching your favorite movie so many times in a row it's like after a while you don't want to watch it anymore so i don't know well i would say that's how i am with um WWE. i can watch um aew i have no problem watching that well that's well, no interest man well, that's my oh. thing i i i've always been drawn to the different and and stuff that isn't the WWE because it's so overproduced and in your face so much. So that's what's drawn me to impact. What's really drawn me to AEW. What's gotten me more into independent wrestling in the past few years. And not even as much as I'd like to, but that's, what's kind of keeping me going. I mean, there was even just two years ago, I remember it might've even been the first double or nothing show. I, I watched it and I was just like, like, this is why I fucking love wrestling. And it was just like, I was just so entertained and like hooked on watching it that that's why I like it. So you got to, you got to find the show or, you know, or something that's going to get you to be like, ah, that's why I like it. That's why I love this stuff. And that's what keeps me pulled in. And then once you, once I found that I haven't let go again, and I don't necessarily think I was necessarily like fading on liking wrestling at all. In fact, it's probably the biggest part of my life. And almost too much sometimes but i don't know if it wasn't for aew right now would i still be watching wrestling absolutely would i still like impact absolutely but they really reignited that flame for me and that's really what's kept me going strong for me i think the last modern wrestling i was really really excited about was lucha underground as far as american television yeah, I that see that I got killed off on though. Yeah, but it, I but... stuck with it up until they went off the air. I I was really invested in the just the different colorful characters. Well, see that's the thing. See that's something that because that show was so different. It was not only was the show itself different because it was it, it was a show. It wasn't a wrestling show necessarily. But you have those characters that they're pulling. They're first. They're making their own. They're pulling them from Mexico and AAA and stuff. There's a and lot I, going yeah, for that show. And, and I really, really like as much as I can think. 
the, I really enjoyed that show. Um, to where I think now, and, and don't get me wrong, I've watched three episodes of AEW, four including the Brody Lee tribute. But you turn on wrestling now and it's like, they're all the same guy. Like, to me, like, Orange Cassidy is the same guy as Sammy Guevara, as fucking all these other... It's They're all the same guy to me. And it sucks to say that, but that's how I see wrestling now. Like, everybody's just the same, and I'm bored. I'm watching the same match three different times for two hours, and then the show's over. Everybody I, does the same moves. Yeah, that that part I agree with. A lot of them do the same stuff. All the promos sound the same. It's just wrestling promos that sound the same. I just, I don't know. It's just, to me, it's just so vanilla now that I don't even have the taste for it. And don't even get me started on WWE. I mean, that's a whole different animal. But I don't know. To me, man, the enjoyment I get out of pro wrestling is this, is the old stuff, is rediscovering guys or looking at guys from a different lens. Adam Bomb, for instance, it's been so cool as little as we've seen him in the last couple of months, but to like watch Adam bombs rise and quick fall and just all these different little niche things that, you know, might've overlooked or don't remember seeing that's the enjoyment I get out of wrestling these days is just looking back on old stuff that is in a way new to me one way or the other. Um, because at the time it was new. So I have enjoyed that part of it. But as far as modern stuff, I don't know, man. I think it's lost on me these days. Um, I can still go to indie shows and have a great time and just make a fool of myself and, and get lost in it. But I don't know. As far as mainstream stuff, if you want me to watch wrestling, it better be uh, pre, I would say, pre-2007. Um, and there's been good stuff, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm sour on it. I'm real sour on it. Yeah. All I watch is AEW and obscure independent shows before 2010. See, and that's fun too, because again, that shit could be brand new to me. I could be watching shit from 2002 IWA Mid-South. Really good shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Well, you know what I mean? I don't know if I would say, you know, I don't know if 2002 IWA Mid-South is really good. You know what I mean. Do you Uh, know how many times I've started an IWA Mid-South show to review and I hit play and it's like, by the way, this is four hours and 26 minutes long. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? I don't know. Stuff like that. But as far as mainstream stuff, to me, I've already seen it all. It could be a brand new episode of AEW and I feel like I've already seen it all. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, no, I I'm that. totally disillusioned, I guess. Uh, yeah, well, sp- speaking of AEW, this will probably be out well after the fact, but have you s- guys seen the design they're using for uh, their blood and guts thing? I don't know. Oh, yeah, they showed it uh, briefly. It's almost like, like Hell in a Cell, but like yeah. two rings. Right. So it's not directly, it's not an actual like war games. It's yeah. It's bigger. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I didn't know that they were doing that. Yeah. Well, so this was it. It was announced uh, pre-pandemic, of course. Uh, It was actually supposed to take place the week after me and Bob were supposed to see the show in Rochester, I believe. Um, 
or I think it was a week out, week after. And yeah, because we were gonna see the match where like who got the advantage or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and on top of many other things, but so they, they they've held off and held off and held off, and now they're finally pulling the trigger because they got people at Daly's place, so they're like, it's time. So they're doing it, and it's I am pretty excited. I think it's gonna be really good. Yeah, it'll be fun for sure. Uh, I don't think I've done the Monday Night War ratings uh, the last couple weeks, so let me get us caught up on that. So Robble, which was on January first, got a two point six to Nitro's two point five. Really? And, yeah. We didn't like Robble, so I'm surprised. No, we did not. And then last week's episode for Raw got a three, and Nitro got a two point eight. Huh. So they both three. Won. We don't hear threes too often these days. No. Oh. Uh, and uh, this week's episode, which I'll reveal, I guess, in two weeks. I don't want to spoil it, but this is a fucking shocking number. Like it's a really? Bad, it's a bad, like, one show got a huge number compared to the other. Mm. So okay. if I remember, that will be. Revealed in two weeks' time, or I guess if you want to be a party pooper, you can just fucking Google it, and you'll find out before I tell you. But mm. the uh, reason I have a feeling Bob's not telling us is because it'll make us say, "Thanks for coming this week, folks." Right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, all right. Let's get into <laughs> the ups- let's get into the Observer Notes and House Show stuff before we uh, start the show. Apparently, the price for the Royal Rumble pay-per-view has uh, increased from $24.95 to $29.95. That's still not terrible. It's not bad. It gets bad when it's like $49.95. Dude, yeah, come I on. I don't know if I want to do that. Here, This is a true story, <clears throat> and, I, and I've definitely heard this one before, but Shawn Michaels inherited $2.5 million from a fan. What? <laughs> yeah. It's um, a true story. And apparently, and apparently in the interview recently, someone tried bringing it up, and Sean got very mad and did not want to talk about it. What? Yeah. The, in 96, Sean Michaels got $2.5 million? I don't know if it was in 96, but re, like in that era, it was revealed that a fan who had died had left him $2.5 million. Did he keep it? I would assume he did. What the hell? Yeah. Wow. That's one of the weirdest. I've never heard that. That's really. really I have. I believe I've heard that before. I want to say maybe I've heard it. And it's because the fan was like. There was something weird about the fan. Right. Right. I don't know. I don't don't know the. It's gold dust. Oh, (laughs) Oh, my God. It's the Marines in Syracuse. They're like, if there's one thing we got to do, it's make right by Shawn Michaels. <laughs> so like on the dude. battlefield, it's their last decree before they fucking pass away. <laughs> yeah. Give Shawn our pensions. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, uh, yeah, I want to say I might have heard of that before. And I want to say there was something weird with the fan. Either it was like a fanatical old lady that like was in love with him. Or it was like a weird guy who like had a crush on him and was also like in love with him. Maybe, yeah. I think it was mentioned even on Bruce's podcast. I think that's where I might have originally heard it. 
I yeah, I've heard I think of it before. Yeah. And Sean these days if you bring it up he's mad. No, like, like in the interview in 96 oh, he was oh. mad. Uh, John Hawk, which would be known as uh, John Bradshaw, Bradshaw. he's expected to enter the WWF following the Royal Rumble. Where is he working right now? So, I'm not sure where he was working. He was about to debut in Smoky Mountain before they went under. Really? Yeah. Well, I assume he's working somewhere in Texas. Well, yeah, I mean, he was... I think he was in he was in Global a couple of years before. Okay. Stuff like that. So. Yeah, because we haven't heard anything from him, you know, through USWA or no. any of this shit. No. So. Uh, Al Snow will be uh, debuting a new gimmick at the next TV tapings. So I believe we had known him as Avatar. Ava- Avatar. Wait, we only yeah. saw him as Avatar one time. It was so good they retired it. So he'll be making a new one. Holy shit, they're already changing it? Remember they had him come out with the mask and it was like this big yeah, thing? it was horrible. It was bad. Well, no kidding, but... It was really bad. Wow. Uh, the WWF had a house show in Fitchburg, Massachusetts at the Wallace Civic Center on January 14th, 1996. And it drew a sellout mm. of uh, 3,400. Wow. And it featured the following matches. Uh, Fatu defeating Sir Mo. Duke Drossi was victorious over Barry Horowitz. Marty Jannetty pinned Bob Acklin. Skip and Zip defeated Bob Holly and Aldo Montoya. Savio Vega pinned Isaac Yankum DDS. Hunter Hearst Helmsley defeated WBF Intercontinental Champion Razor Ramon by disqualification. Mm. Ahmed Johnson pinned Jeff Jarrett. Goldust. Uh, defeated Henry Godwin. The WWF Tag Team Champion Smoking Guns defeated Owen Hart and Davy Boy Smith. The Undertaker pinned Yokozuna. And in the main event, the WWF World Champion Bret Hart defeated Diesel inside of a steel cage. That seems stronger than last week's, for sure. The first, um, half, the first half of that was not it was rough. rough at yeah. all. Yeah. I think I am going to go to this one, but I think I'm getting nosebleeds. You might be able to get me with the steel cage. I mean, I'm cheap for gimmicks. Yeah, but even the gold dust, Henry Godwin might be decent. Uh, Triple H Razor might be decent. I I think the second half of the card has enough for me to buy a ticket. Which is what they'd advertise, so. Right. Right. I I, I think I'd get nosebleeds with you. Yeah. You guys could talk me into going properly. Well, if we were going to Tully's after, fucking Bob would go. So I guess we're all going. That's true. Yeah, but then he'd just give his tunders away after when he didn't need them all. But. All right. Well, we're going to get into the January 15th, uh, 1996 show. It's uh, 46 minutes <laughs> and three seconds long. Fuck it. Fucking son of a we'll catch you next week, sons of bitches. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to count down from five, and when I say play, uh, if you want to follow on the Peacock, you can. So here we go. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one, play. Oh, this is porno. I picked on Let me switch this. Glad I was able to get it to work this time. No problem. Uh, it's a king day here. 
Yeah, we're getting the uh, the video that I think every sports product program plays every Martin Luther King days, his speech here. Yeah. You'd think that's all he ever did was make the one fucking speech. Dallas, how is that one girl that you had a crush on doing? Dallas had a lot of crushes growing up, man. Well, look at this. This is viewer discretion advice. (laughs) I got a crush right here. I do too. She's playing with balls on the pool table. Her tits are out. That was a really weird, like, thing. And can we just make note that they transitioned from, like, a very serious MLK day to fucking Sonny on a pool table with pool balls? Yeah. And now we have Goldust uh, stripping and showing Razor's heart on his Oh, chest. look at that. Oh, they'll have their first date look at, Sunday look night? At, look at Razor's like, what the I, fuck are they no, fucking I, I think Razor's like, oh my god, Chico, I'm gay. Wait, so is that on, <laughs> was that on Superstars? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That sh- should have been on Raw. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah, so you didn't, you didn't answer the question. Um, she lives in Ohio. Oh, she does? She added me on Facebook again recently. Well, when you clear your friends and you want to get them back, that's what happens, I guess. Yikes. Hey, this is a di- this is even a different one, isn't it? This video package? No, this is the same as was last same one. Oh, they flashed like superstars in the beginning. I didn't remember that part. Yeah, I don't like this intro. The rooftop is way cooler. I know. I do like the rooftop one. I like this better. I like who they're featuring on this one. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, that's probably why they had to switch it, because the rooftop was starting to get a little... I know, yeah. All right, we're starting things off with Marty and Owen. I actually am kind of looking forward to this one. I'm hoping we get maybe a somewhat motivated Marty Jannetty. We'll see. But Doc Hendricks did say that Goldust and Razor was going to be confronting Goldust tonight, so that's supposed to happen. I'm down for that. Let's Yeah, let's do some fucking storyline building for once. And this is our go-home show before the Rumble, right? Right. Right. So we have some potential uh, leading into the Rumble already, I would say. Have you guys, either of you, been to a movie yet since they've kind of opened back up a little bit? No, I hate going to movies. Anything I'd want to see is on HBO Max. I don't know, man. We went to the movies to see uh, Mortal Kombat just for something to do. Isn't that on HBO Max? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, and I just, I do. I love the movies. I love going to the movie it. theater. I mean, I like the movies too, but I, don't I, like know. It. I hate it. I hate going to the movies and you're like, they're like, oh, hey, what do you want to see? And you tell them and it's like, cool, that's going to be $35. And it's like, it's $35 for two tickets. Great. No, and then you go and it's like, I, can I get a small popcorn? Sure. That's $12. And it's like, what? And then well, it's like, can I get a drink? And it's like, sure. What do you? What would you like? I would like a small cola. And they're like, great. That's going to be another eight fifty. I'm like, you guys. Well, my so my thing is, I probably realistically go to the movies maybe twice a year, a year. Yeah. once twice a year. Yeah. So to me, like, and that's so it does make it like, oh, it's a special occasion uh, for me. But like at the same time, I also like saving money if I can. So. Okay, Mr. Fucking three times one run. I don't want to hear Oh, shit. my. You guys are going to yeah. rip me Son on the podcast bitch. about this now. Um, I don't know. I do enjoy the movies. I like the atmosphere of it. I hate when people clap after a movie. I think that's really fucking corny when people are, like, clapping in the theater. Yeah, I, uh-huh. I know what you mean. But, see, some of my favorite movie experiences has been packed Star Wars, like, opening night. Yeah. 
Like that's like that's when I like the movies, and people are like fucking un- can't believe the shit they're watching. No, I agree. I agree that that's cool. But like, for example, when we were watching Mortal Kombat the other night, the yeah. theater was half full at nine o'clock, and like after the movie, there was a smattering of applause. It's like some people were going nuts, but like for the most part, it was like just a smattering of applause. Well, so that seems weird to me. It's so corny. Like, shut the fuck up. I hate that. But everything else, I'm cool with. We usually don't do snacks. We're not going to fall victim to that. I, I don't either. Um, I, I, I never do it. And if we do, we hit five below before we go, and we get, like, right. little candies, and you're fucking good. Sometimes we'll, like, split, like, a small popcorn. I used to because I had the Regal membership shit where I could see as many movies as I want and you'd get points to like get free snacks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, meanwhile, here on Raw, Owen's been in control for the most part, which thank fuck for that because it'd be pretty embarrassing if Marty was. Yeah, he had a belly-to-belly suplex and a backbreaker now. He's, he's in the Rumble match, ain't he? Both of these guys probably are. I'm pretty sure, but it just sucks that Owen here has no direction. Like, what is Owen Hart doing? Well, well he's, he's the, the guy. Who, he, he's going to re-injure Shawn Michaels. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to oh, kick that your head out of your head. Did you see Marty grab the foot and, like, wait, like, standing there, like, okay, kick me now. Yeah. It's <laughs> so bad. Uh, quick time check here. We're already six minutes in. We're uh, 56, 57, 58, six minutes. So these guys are getting a little bit of time here in the beginning. Did you guys ever see the movie The Mist? Um, I've heard of it. I, I I heard of it. I know what I think I know. It's like an old horror it. movie, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I saw like the I guess like remake of it or whatever. Stephen King's uh, The Mist. Okay. In in the theaters, and your conversation just reminded me of a time like. Uh, I went to the theaters right, and I'm not a horror film guy. I've never liked them. It's not because I get scared. It's more or less because I laugh. I'm not going there to laugh. I'm going there to get scared, I guess. It, they're so cheap, dude. Yeah. Like the, the gimmicks in horror movies. The last horror movie, not to take over your, your your story here, but quickly. Last horror movie I went to in theaters, I said I'll never go to another horror movie because I feel like I wasted my money. Yeah. So I'm right there with you. But... So you guys are talking about, you know, clapping or whatever. It was that movie was the first time that I had heard a room of like. I don't know how many people are in a theater, but let's say 200 people. Like they all gasp. Because at the end, like the guy thinks that this, you know, missed creature or whatever is going to kill him and his son and these two old people. So so the guy, the guy. (laughs) Spoiler alert here. Three, two, <gasps> three, two, one. He shoots the, he has, th- he has three bullets. There's four people. Okay. So he's like, okay. The two people are like, just kill us. It's fine. We don't want to get fucking murdered by this mis- person or whatever. So he's like, okay, boom, you guys are dead. So it's just him and his son. He's got one bullet. And his son's looking at him like, dad. And he hears like the uh, uh, noise, right? <laughs> and he's just like, oh, God, I can't, not gonna let it. So he shoots his son. So then he goes in. <laughs> what the he, fuck? He gets out of the car, right? He's like, come get me! Get me! And like the, the smoke goes away, and it's the fucking police. That's a helicopter. 
And he's like, what? I just killed my son. Oh, my God. No! Wow. Oh, my God. But when they when he shot his kid, everybody, was, I was like, oh, what? <laughs> I was like, no, no. What the fuck? That's funny. Yeah. See, I don't funny. know. Stories like that are good. It's just, it's the corniness when people are like, as if it's the Academy Awards. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's fucking Mortal Kombat. I know, exactly. Scorp- Scorpion. Yes. Exactly. He said I've it. He ever, said it. I've never clapped after a movie in the theater. I've never clapped after anything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Owen Hart steals oh. it. What I don't know. Match. I think that was a pretty lackluster match. That sucked. That was not good. <laughs> That was boring as fuck. And they didn't even really want Marty pinned. Owen had to do like a backslide pin, basically. Yeah. It was luck. It was like a stolen pin. He did the little bridge after a freaking what? An arm wrench? Yeah, it wasn't very um, decisive, really. No, not at all. Hey, Todd. Why do they keep switching who's back there? I love how there's a little tiny belt on Brett's shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) I want that Brett stand up. Why is his like pinky finger on his right hand just awkwardly sticking out? Brett doesn't know what to do. It's weird. Uh, you should definitely get a Brett stand up because it will go really great with my Stone Cold stand up. Or should I get a British Bulldog stand up so I can put the vest on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I saw something on eBay. Like there was like a group of eight stand ups for like 40 bucks or something. Oh, that's good. Oh. Yeah, you should buy that. I should get it on that Johnson one. Oh my god. Well, look at this. What is this? Free for all. Free for all. 6:30 Eastern, 3:30 Pacific. We're not are we watching that, Bob? No. No. Oh, fine. Whatever. That's bullshit. But okay. Thought we were like go pod, but that's fine. That Shawn Michaels back there is owned by uh one of our friends, Jeremy. It sure is. Is that Shawn Michaels? He better still have that. Oh, I'm sure he does. It's probably standing up still. I wonder, Bob, eBay, if you can find that Bret Hart standy. I'm looking at WWF standees right now. How? I just typed in WWF standee. Oh. oh. But that's not getting me a lot of results. That can't be the... Oh, Tatanka, Dory Funky, Yokozuna, Barry Horowitz, Jerry Lawler, British Bulldog, Savio Vega, There's Doug a Gilbert, diesel. Here's Jake a Shawn Michaels, 4x11. Marty Gennetti, comma. Ringmaster, Isaac Gingham, Hakushi, Oh my God, I found, Bob, it. I found it. Humsley, King I found Mabel, it. I found it. <laughs> I found it. Did you? Yeah. Guess no, how much. Shut up. Guess how much it is. How much? Uh, I'm going to guess Wait. $75. Um, I'm going to say 60 Okay, well, there's two of them. Uh, the first one is $325, $50 shipping. Oh. And the other one is four hundred and forty nine dollars. Oh, I just saw that. I just saw that one too. Yeah, that's definitely the fucking stand up that we just saw. It is. Holy shit! And I'm gonna add it to my cart. <laughs> yeah. If if Austin can buy a fucking vest, I'm that's true. It. That's true. And um, I don't know about this right here, but there's a four 
four by eleven inch Ahmed Johnson stand up display. Four by eleven. Yeah. Wait, is it this four, little one that's nine dollars? Four by eleven inch. It's seven ninety nine. Oh, I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> it's a Bob back one too. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. And it uh, said. I'm at Johnson. We're getting a uh, match how big graphic. Is, how, how big is four by eleven inches? Not big at all. Not, it's a fucking piece of paper. Yeah, it's not a lot. So it's like a bookmark. No bigger than that. Okay. If I were to well, four inches is about on, that. If I were to put it on the floor, how high would it reach on my body? Eleven inches. Your top of your ankle. <laughs> cool. He's gonna stand it in the corner. Yeah. He just goes cool. I'm gonna, wow. go, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a diet and just put Ahmed Johnson in the corner of my kitchen, just staring at me as like you chips ahoy cookies. Like you burn up doing that. And I'm like, oh shit! All right, yeah. Stupid right. cracker. Stupid cracker. Um, Better get your facts right. This real. is Ahmed's cousin. <laughs> yeah. This is not Ahmed. Oh hey, the uh, there's uh, Steve Austin. The no. million dollar champion. The ringmaster. Uh, right, ringmaster. Excuse me. I see, I can just tell that he doesn't care about this gimmick. That's what I don't like. That he already doesn't like it and his it's his first match on Raw. Oh God. Do you like it? You like the way I work this stick? Oh my God. What about these balls? Everybody likes it. So is this is this formally pulling her away from the body Donna's? Oh, everyone likes oh, her. Oh, you son of a bitch. You no good little bitch. Well, uh, just think. I don't can, know. I get, you can see those. You can see her undressed about 30 years aged. Yeah, 30 just, years too late. Just go oh, Far too late. Yeah, it's a shame, dude, because they wanted her to do Playboy, and she asked her dad, and her dad was like, no. So I want to meet her dad and then punch him in the face. Well, okay. It's kind of like when Dallas asked for Playboy and his mom was like, no. And you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah. Matt Hardy. I was like, yes, it's Matt Hardy. Yeah, Austin, Austin peer pressured me into asking my mom if I could get a Playboy. And what? before the words left my mouth, she said no. Yeah, 100%. I, got, I told you guys my Playboy story, right? I'm sure you have at some point. Sure. Why not? It's been four seasons of this. I guess I can repeat stories. Uh, so my buddy, John, it's always about John. His, <laughs> his grandma passed away, right? This is like probably 15 years ago. Longer than that. Maybe 20 years. That's gross. 20 years ago. And uh, we go up into his grandparents' bedroom, right, to like, clean up something or whatever and there's like a pile of magazines in the closet on the top and i'm like john and he's like what i was like wouldn't it be funny if those were all like playboys and he's oh. like yeah, yeah man can you reach them and i was like yeah and i'm we're we're joking and i'm figuring it's like you know cars or some shit and i grab one now and it's like oh my god it's fucking playboy <laughs> i'm talking about there's probably hundreds Wow. Of them up there. That's right? crazy. So we take like 20. And <laughs> we took like 20 of them. And 
So we go back to his house and we go behind we go behind his shed and we're like, wait, what do we do with them? Because like what, what what can like ten year old kids twenty back? Kids? Yeah, what are you gonna do with twenty Playboys? Yeah, like what were we gonna do? We didn't really think it through, but we just took like twenty of the coolest ones that we could look at. The coolest ones. <laughs> yeah, like the best looking girls on the cover. <laughs> and so we came up with the decision, like, all right, how about this? How about we bury them? Oh. And then like, like years later, we can like dig them up again, right? What? Yeah. So. At his house, the same house where I got stomach cramps in the tent, behind his shed, there are probably, there's got to still be 20 Playboys buried behind his shed. Does his family still live there? No. Ah! I'm sure he narked himself out and said that. I, I No. No way. You should ask him about it. He might not even know what I'm talking about. I haven't talked to him in a long time. You're gonna need to follow up on that one, and then we need we need to go to the house at night and dig in behind the shed. What the fuck? Lo- it wasn't even like surface level. Like we we buried them. Like they're that's down. awesome. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, in the ring here, I don't know who's more awkward, Steve Austin or Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy for sure. Because Steve Austin keeps doing really weird. Like, he put his legs up in the corner. He put Matt Hardy's legs up on the second rope in the corner and just punched him in the face a couple of times and then took his legs off the ropes. Like, why did he put his legs up on the ropes? Why is is Ted DiBiase the only manager in the WWF? If you're a heel, you have to be managed by Ted. It's like... Requirement. Did he have like a lifetime contract with Vince and he's like, well, damn it, you're not wrestling. You got to be on screen. You're a manager. Well, it's either Ted or uh, Cornette. Right. I don't know. I think I would have preferred Cornette with Steve Austin. I would not have. I would have neither one of them. I I don't. I can't. I can't stand Cornette. He's like, yeah, I, I didn't feel that. You like my green fucking tights? The color of money. Yeah, what is up with that? I'm not liking the green tights. Well, it's the green tights, white boots combination. <coughs> Why, well, like, he's wearing green tights in his Hollywood blondes boots? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's just yeah. something, something ain't making sense here. He just hit the stun gun here on that. I just feel like he's, like, way too generic here to, like, why do I care about this? Yeah, he's for just sure. a wrestling million dollar dream. Matt, just give up. His moves did look fairly aggressive. Like when he's throwing the punches, he's aggressive, and the Thez press is aggressive. And yeah, but he just feels handcuffed. Like well, like I said, when he was coming out, I just I can feel that he doesn't like what he's doing. He -hmm. he doesn't believe in who he is. Right. No, that's absolutely true. Like, he knows the ringmaster is bullshit. (laughs) And if if that's how you feel about the guy you're playing, you're fucked. Yeah. Because, I mean, compared to Dusty Rhodes, like, any character that he was given, he's going to... He bought into it. Like, when he was Polka Dots, he was like, yeah, okay. He owned it. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to get Polka Dots over. And he did. (laughs) Like... Yeah, you're going to try and embarrass me? Well, I'm going to make you... Embarrassed for having to write me a good check exactly. because I got it over. Exactly. 
sort of the Shawn Michaels thing. I'm going to go out there and lay it all on the line. It's just like, oh yeah, we 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 forgot that he almost died. Apparently, I don't know. The more I I see Shawn, the more I like him. Oh, I, I mean, I like him too. I just don't like. I if this was me. I wouldn't have done no bullshit press conference. You want Sean to wrestle in the Rumble. You do a surprise entrant. I literally yeah. thought this entire time that's what they were going to do. Yeah. So okay. for them to announce it, which I understand why. You want to see Sean's return at the Rumble. You pay for it. I get it. But to me, I thought literally as soon as he passed out and they're hinting at that, I'm like in my head, he's going to be a surprise in the Rumble. That's we're not going to hear about it for a few weeks. Yeah. That's what it should have been. I wouldn't have even mentioned him on TV. That's what I'm saying. Because could you imagine the pop of like, now well, entering anything, at number 14 is Shawn Michaels, and they're just like, oh my God, we haven't heard from him in five weeks. Well, if anything, they've done the complete opposite. I mean, we, we got what, two weeks of like the fake doctor's office thing, which was fucking terrible. Yeah. We got the fake press conference. He called in over the phone a couple of times. If anything, Sean's been just as featured as he has been for the last couple of months, even with him being, quote-unquote, away. So it kind of takes the heat off the original angle, I think. Yeah, and I think when you do stuff like this, it kind of shows your hand. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know, though. I I think it's, it's Sean's way of pushing the people he's working with that I enjoy. It's like either you're going to be as good as me or I'm going to make sure everybody here knows that you're not as good as me. So which one's it going to be? I like that mentality. I'm still a bright guy. Oh, dude. Come on. Absolutely. That's why I think I didn't really care when he came back in 2002 because like, it's not bright. Just Sean. Yeah, I've wearing, been a black guy for wearing jeans most of the time I can think of. Well, because, like, I know Dallas was, like, a huge, huge Shawn Michaels guy. Yeah, well, Dallas has poor taste in wrestling. So it was like, okay, well, Shawn's <laughs> covered. I got to find somebody else. Hold up. Look at Shawn's hair right here. Yeah. It's, it's Pastor Michaels. You got, it's Pastor uh, Hickenbottom. You got his Todd Pettengill look right here. Let me tell you something. At the Royal Rumble, I'm going to be there, and I might win, or depending on my attitude, I might lose. <laughs> I yell at Vince too much backstage. He'll probably make me be like the second to last one out or something. Anyway, see you at the Rumble. Uh, you know, did I saw a clip of where he explains to Brett how he got his lazy eye. Yeah, I saw that. He detached retina or something, and he never got it. Like, he waited too long to get it fixed or something. Yeah. Right. That's fucking funny as shit. Who did it? Who was it against? I can't, I can't remember what he said. I think it was some like somebody like a stiff worker or something. Oh my god, I'm so sick of these WCW fucking things. Stop showing that. If I have to see Ted Turner's fake little mustache, one more fucking. What the fuck time. is this? Whoa. Uh, I think they just cut into a match that's not a part of this Raw. Nope, they're talking about... Did they just say that the Smoking Guns are facing the body Donnas at the Rumble? 
Yeah, but why would they join this match midway through? And not I, talk about it at all until we're randomly back from commercial. Yeah. In the match. Okay, it almost was... seems like they filmed this somewhere else, and they're just piping it in on this episode of Raw. No, it's definitely where they are originally. I can tell by the... Uh, the side over there, yeah. The side, yeah, the stands. Like, there's that little... Yeah, but this is very yeah. odd. It's like they were doing this match during that Sean promo, but on TV we saw yeah, the promo, yeah, and they were watching the match. Exactly. That's exactly what it's like. Well, I think this that team is like the Spiders or something. Yeah. Look, Mike Barton Side. has them up. Boom. Sidewinder. That should do the it. The Kaylee Spiders. <laughs> uh, what'd you do for Kaylee's birthday, Dallas? Um, I cooked her some steaks on the grill. Oh, you guys did end up getting a grill. Yep. Did and you make could... Did you make her bob for apples on her birthday? <laughs> what? Bob for fucking apples. Did Did you? Um. No. All right. But I I cooked some steaks pretty damn good though. Yeah. Mm. I never grilled in my life, and I was cooking steaks. Yeah, I I can't. Dallas grilling steaks is to me like an octopus wearing uh, fucking basketball sneakers. You just you don't really expect to ever see that. Were you Were you cooking steaks with your bitch drink or what? No, I don't think I had a drink with me while I was doing that. Dude, was do I have to ask you again? Was it the SummerSlam grill? <laughs> No, of course it wasn't. Like fucking was it or what? No, nah, dude. That's that's for a special occasion. I'll break that out. Didn't we used it one time, didn't we? No. We did it? Nah, shit's brand new. It's the shit's wrapped in plastic inside of it. Oh, I thought we did use it one time. We we probably looked at it. We definitely took it out, yeah, we for sure did. But you're uh, damn right, I still got it. Here comes Goldust. Yeah, making his way to the ring here. You know, I realize that Goldust kind of looks like me when I wake up at 3.20 in the morning. Oh. And I actually do that. I rub my chest. And I'm like, oh. Is that how you look at Sarah? Yeah. yeah. Bob, you need to get uh, a different position at Walmart so you don't have to be a fucking zombie. Well, it's either that or I have to work my entire day. Every time we're out near where Bob is, I'm like, hey, we should stop and see Bob. And we're like, ah, he won't see us. <laughs> yeah, I'm always in a cooler. No, I'm talking about your, well, I guess either way works. That so just sucks, man. Getting up at three order. in the fucking morning? Well, I gotta work at four. You'd have to pay me a lot of fucking money to get my ass up at three thirty in the fucking. Look at him rubbing Vince. Damn it! I would, I would rather do four to one than like one to ten. I can't do it. Well, one to ten, you have no life. No life. Yeah. But I also don't want to work eight to five because I feel like that's my whole day. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's I mean, sucks. that's I. That's pretty much what I work. Yeah, yeah, but like that's your whole day. No, and, it and then and then you do this. So you, your whole day, you've done nothing. Well, yes, that is correct. When I work four to one, I come home, I take a nap till about three thirty or four thirty, and then I'm I can stay up till about ten o'clock, no problem. So I have my day. Oh, yeah. is that an extra microphone in your pants? Or are you just happy to see me? Oh my god! <laughs> that's what Goldust just said to Vince as they zoom in with the clothes on his face. He just called me out. I don't. Oh my god! How did he know? 
There's a lot of men out there. Where is this going? He's selective. He looks very carefully to find that one that can give him the worst absolute time. Repo man. Damien Demento. If there's one thing that Repo Man has stolen, it's my heart. God. Razor Ramon. Did he just mention 1982? (laughs) He's doing movie quotes. Oh. So now he's saying, Razor Ramon, I want you more than any man or woman. Oh. And he's like rubbing his chest. Look at how mad Vince is. Vince is like mad and disgusted. This would never get over today. People would be like, oh, he's just gay. Could you you imagine if Shane McMahon, like as a kid, was like, dad, I'm gay. I like Razor too. (laughs) (laughs) He comes home with the hearts on his chest. Shane, son, who's your favorite wrestler? I've really connected with Goldust. I just feel like he's me. <laughs> it's like, what? Oh, my God. You're it looks like he wants to punch Goldust in the face. He looks like he's disgusted that he wants to kiss him. He's so like, look, he's why gone. do I think you're hot? Ugh. Vince is already gone. Doc, Doc Hendricks is still in the hallway. Well, Razor Ramon, he just pulled in the parking lot. He's going to come through this door. And is I'm going to attempt to get a word with him. Yeah. He's been waiting for Razor that whole time. Wait, look at this. They're, they're showing us a clip of the match that we're that. about to see. I fucking hate that so much. Right. Because then they're going to sit there and be like, we're live. And it's like, well, probably not. The creatures of the night, they've spoken. Look at our cardboard tombstones. <laughs> Get fucking ready as we wrestle in the graveyard with Vampiro and Sting. And the kiss demon. <laughs> and the <laughs> demon. How can anybody seriously like Undertaker here? Like, are you serious? Are you serious? It's because he's cool and creepy, dude. Come on, dude. You This you think is cool? I mean, I don't think this one is cool. We haven't seen a cool Undertaker in 172 episodes. <laughs> I think I think Undertaker's been cool this whole time. Absolutely well, look at not. Razor's pissed. He knows what Goldust just said about him, even though he just got here. He just did an interview. He's going to the locker room. Fucking Doc Hendricks, you little fucking snitch. <laughs> you snitch. Razor just looked like Barry Horowitz there with his hair pulled back like that. Yeah, he did. Oh, that was good. <laughs> when they named him Yankum, do you think they like met dicks? Like he yanks them? <laughs> oh my god. I mean it pretty much is, yeah. Why didn't they just bring him in as Unibomb? Give him a cooler costume and just be Unibomb. Because it's the WWF. They have to dumb everything down. That's stupid. I like how his like his video screen thing made it look like as if he had grills. Like grills instead of just yeah. horrible teeth. I almost bought grills one time. That's I feel like there's a point in my life that I wanted some as well, but I never did. Yeah, I bought, like, I bought it, uh, grills. In late middle school, I wanted grills. Mm-hmm. I had one one grill. 
in the back of my mouth, and it's called a cavity. And I got hey, hey, Bob, are you going to that cookout next week? What cookout? The one where I put my meat on your grill. Wow. I wonder if you could cook the steaks as good as I did. <laughs> you don't get it, motherfucker. <laughs> I put my meat on his grill, dude. Yeah, I get, I get it. It's like Goldust wants to put his meat on Razor's grill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I was never invited to the ROA cookouts. Well, they only happened like twice. So. Yeah, I was never invited to either one. It's funny, I was watching an ROA video the other day, and Bob is like, oh my god, that's what it was. Uh, Bob is in the most famous ROA YouTube video that exists. Did you guys know this? Oh, I didn't know if I did realize. Bob is the is the guest referee of the one and only Wet and Wild match in ROA. I didn't know he was. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I was not the referee of that. You were the referee, dude. No, I was not. Bull. I'm telling you. There's no, no way. way. Wow. Let me look it up right now. I'm I was look not too. a referee for that. Well, actually, I think wasn't. Oh no, I was just the. I was a manager. Dallas was just out there to piss off Chris Storm. That's why he was out there. No, that's not true. Um, and he also at the time had a little thing for Miss. No, I did not. Miss Ashley Baboni. Yes, you did. I did not, you motherfuckers. It is not true. Yes, you did. Somebody pull up that goddamn video right now. I know I saw it. I I think I was there, but I was not the referee. You were the referee. I'm looking right now. I don't think I was the referee for that one. Oh, you are? (laughs) I fucking told you, you horse's ass. Oh, my God. There's... No way. Yeah. Bob was the referee, dude. There's Bob. You're goddamn right, motherfucker. What? I fucking told you. I don't remember that. It, at it all. only has over 29,000 views. We're doing pretty good on that one. Um, by the way, here we're That's getting a pre views. Pre Kane and Undertaker here. Well, that's why they're staring at each other like that, because you know what's gonna happen in a couple years. Now, Austin, why were you watching this specific one? Well, because it was like 29,000. And I was like, is this even good? And I, I, I played it for like, I don't know, a minute. And like they locked up or whatever. And it was just fucking terrible. And then Ashley gets thrown off the, the fucking trampoline into the pool. And I, like that was enough for me. I was like, okay. Well, that part was kind of cool. She did take a pretty big bump there. Well, More than why. most of the guys contain. Yeah, and like after that, I was just like, okay, whatever. Why? Why do I not remember that? Looking back, I wish I would have stayed with Savannah a little longer as a character. Like, I think that worked very well. And the fact that we only had like the one match with it, I feel like we dropped the ball a little bit. We probably did. Well, this isn't an ROA retrospective podcast. This is a uh, WWF retrospective. I like that Kane's basically taller than The Undertaker. No, he's shorter. No, he's a little taller with the hair. He's shorter. He's the hair, though. He's a little taller. Yeah, but he's shorter. The hair, the ramen. Yeah, but he's shorter. Who told Kane to wear a fucking pair of sweatpants out to the ring? Are you kidding me? You got this big fucking dude. Who's your dentist in Orlando? 
Uh, I'm ashamed to say I don't have one. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you would know that dentists tend to wear uh, sweatpants. Well, they're, they're scrubs, not sweatpants. No, they're sweatpants. I, uh, I am still a member of Cicero Dental, actually. So when's, <laughs> ne- when's your next appointment? Um, probably like sometime. So I had I to find call and cancel a couple of times. I had to find a new dentist because my dad retired, and uh, <laughs> I was having like some mouth pain, so I was like, All right, I have to make an appointment with these guys. So I did for like last Monday at three, and they call me and they're like, uh, Yeah, we have like a change in schedule. Is there any way you can come in at like nine? And I was like, well, if I could come in at nine, I would have made the appointment for nine. <laughs> so no, I can like I can come in after anytime after one. And I they're just like, jeez, God, man. And I was like, listen, like the pain. I was like, the pain's like gone. It's like it was probably just something I ate that like cut up my mouth a little bit or something. So it's fine. And like, oh, okay. Well, do you still want to set an appointment? Like your your original time frame to get like a new appointment? I was like, yeah, that's fine. And they were like, okay, uh, so Can when you do would nine? <laughs> no. So they were like, when when are you available? Uh, they're like, uh, I was yeah, my original one, my next appointment was like July first or something like that. So like, oh, okay, well. And I was and I was like, I would prefer a Thursday in the morning because I always have Thursdays off. Right. So they're like, okay, well, the earliest time that we have for a Thursday in the morning is. Uh, July 29th. <laughs> Holy fuck. At 8 a.m. And I'm like, okay. So I can't wait for July 28th. <laughs> These motherfuckers are going to be like, hey, yeah, so schedule change. Is there any way you can come in at, at like, like 6 a.m.? Like 5.30 in the morning? Or what? Because it's funny because the dentist's office is open only Monday through Thursday. Oh, wow. So I should try to work there if I can get Friday, Saturday, Sunday out there. Work eight to five. Uh, By the way, Paul Bearer just got the chain necklace back from Jerry Lawler. Yeah, what a surprise. They're trying to use the urn. Um, Kane has been thrashing the Undertaker here, fucking smashing him into shit around ringside. And we're back. Look at him just kicking him. <laughs> oh, how about a punch? Yep, to the back. Great. Devastated. Yeah, I don't know. I've always had great teeth. I've only had one ca- cavity in my whole life. Uh, I brush and floss daily. I don't floss. I tell him I floss, but I floss right before I go. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like pre-bleeding, and they're like, huh, that's weird. <laughs> Well, because so I floss before I go and I get there and they floss and I bleed a whole bunch. And they're like, so are you flossing? And I'm like, yeah, a couple times oh, yeah, a week, of course. a couple times a week. <laughs> no, like, that's weird because it looks like uh, you just got punched by Mike Tyson. Yeah, but then I but I have a good excuse and it's a real excuse. I'm a mouth breather. So my gums are always dry. Oh, my. God. So when I sleep and I wake up in the morning, it's like a Sahara desert. That seems very dramatic. If I were to wake up, if I were to wake up in the morning and have a sun chip, okay, and then a, I were to, a sun chip, a sun chip, and then if I were to spit, it'd look like it's fruit punch coming out of my mouth. 
Okay. Oh. That's enough for me. Uh, back in the ring here, Undertaker's finally doing something and then ends up right back in a headlock, but is able to do a back body drop. Side uh, suplex. Yeah, back suplex. Side suplex. He's been watching some Kobashi. No, I'm, I've been watching some Chris Thor matches, so I'm all oh. fucked up. Uh, do we love the mask yet? No, in fact, I think I hate it more now. I hate seeing, like, the strap and everything. Well, I think it it works when his, like, hat's on and it's kind of his face is, like, a little obscured. But, like, right there when his hair's flowing back, like, that yeah. looks like shit. I don't like that. Like that. Look as, at him laying as, there. Yeah, I don't like that. As a viewer, it's as if he went to the doctor and he's like, can you make it just creepy looking? And the yeah. guy's like, okay. I think the worst part about it is that it's bright white when nothing else on his costume is even close to that color. Well, well I think it... it's, supposed, it's supposed to look like stone, I think. So it's yeah, like, yeah. So, like, I get what they're going for, but it's just weird. I thought he had, like, a purple one, too, or something. A different if color. you make that mask black, you're good. You're fine. Oh, look at that. I saw that on the... Okay, why are we going back to Don? What the hell? What a shitty cut. Did we just miss oh a tombstone? Oh my god, he hit the tombstone and they cut it? He must have fucked it up. Wow. There's no way they cut away from him hitting the tombstone. No. This has got to be the tomb. He probably yeah, fucked up. Yeah, it was a fuck time. up because he hit a stupid elbow after like, shit, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. Do you think that any time Undertaker's hit the tombstone, his nose accidentally went in someone's butthole? Yeah. Well, the room, you guys know the rumor of uh, WrestleMania 13 where Sid. It's not a rumor, it's confirmed. Sid confirmed that he shit his pants? No. Oh. Yeah, WrestleMania 13, that's why he doesn't put his head between his legs because Sid shit shit himself. That's the uh, urban legend. So there we go. We get the, the redone tombstone here for the finish on Isaac Yankum. I think all things considered, for two big guys who've. They barely ever worked together. It wasn't a terrible oh match. Gosh. Whoa, is that is that a microphone in his pocket? Or what is he excited fuck? to talk holy, to his Ramon? Holy bulge. <laughs> is he smuggling that? plums in there? What in the world? Plums. I like how Razor just walks right up and punches him oh in the face. Oh my god, it's like <laughs> Razor was standing there the whole time like, okay, man. <laughs> he just punches what him. He was just right in front of him. He's beating the shit out of him. This is a hate crime. Yeah, it is actually. I mean, yeah, really. Oh my god, he just hit Oh yeah, Razor's laying shit in here, dude. I don't want to work with you, Chico. Give me Helmsley. I like oh, how Goldust is like flailing. Yeah, he has his arms. He's like flailing his limbs around. Oh. <laughs> the ref falling in the Look box. Look at up. He was like stuck in the box. Oh, he, just well, hit he, hit, he hit him in the su- in the sack. Oh. Hopefully, I think it'll be it's right so back. weird. It's so weird that Scott Hall was like, "I don't want to be a part of that angle." Like, dude, oh. why? Oh, Sonny. Oh, we did it for almost an hour. Now that's raw. Uh, I can't believe they just played that. There's no way she's with the body down this now. Right? Is what that is like a vignette of her being with someone else? No, it's just hyping up Raw. Like the yeah, show. she's like oh, the is this for girl. Raw? She's like the ring girl that used to walk the cards around. 
Yeah. That's a different take on that. Jeez, she's in the bathroom. See, now that's how... This is how I act. I'm hunched over when someone accidentally hits me in the nuts. Oh, oh shit. Next, bread and gold Whoa. dust. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> Let's just drop that down. Rumble, Brett and Undertaker. Razor gold dust for the intercons. Smoking guns against the body down. Oh, there she Sunny is. Sunny is there. Yeah. I've never even seen the other body Donna guy. I know. I don't think he's appeared on Raw yet, no. Raise your mouth still angry and his nuts still I hurt. like how Goldust is like, let me just walk by, like nothing's gonna happen. And he has <laughs> <gonna do this. laughs> he's got his inspector gadget fucking coat. <laughs> oh, he's got how did that wait, get electrocuted? Wait, that's where he gets the Tourette's. <laughs> oh, they're going shit. outside. Be careful, it's snowy. Oh, yeah, he fell. See, yeah, this is good shit, man. This, this is, is good. Shit. Yeah. This is like reminds me of the Savage Crush shit. Like, where are they gonna fight? Where? What is going on? I like that Goldust is tr- trying to fight back. Now he's trying to get away. Oh, he's got a shovel. Oh, he missed him. Look at all the officials slipping and sliding everywhere. What the fuck is going on here? Goldust is trying to crawl through the snow <laughs> to get away, and he can't. Oh my god. Well look, they're losing video quality because it's so dark out. Oh. Send him into the ring truck. Get out. Oh, Goldus fell down. Oh, he just ate shit and hit his knee wicked hard. Let's get in the car. That's conveniently there for him. Yeah. Well he was just trying to leave, so it makes sense. Well, there is also a trash can just randomly there. Threw it at him and he Drill. I don't know. Part of me fucking loved that, but part of me is like, is the feud really that heated to where it just needed well, that? The guy's in love with Razor. Well, so part of part of that for me is like, there's clearly stuff we're missing because yeah, true. the superstar segment, which I thought looked like a pretty important piece of like, oh look, his, I wrote his name on my chest, and he's like rubbing it, like exposing his chest and stuff. Like that's that's some weird shit, and like it's right. we we only saw the clip of it. Right. I, I don't know. That got me pretty excited to see those two face off. Yeah. Well, and it's it's finally nice to feel like it's a little bit unexpected again. Because 93 did feel like that. 93 for the year, for the most part, felt like, you know, kind of anything could happen. That's the first time I felt like that in a while. Where it's like, holy shit, they're outside the arena fighting in the snow? Like, what the hell's going on here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what I think helped with though with like ninety two with ninety three is it it was a new show, right? Yeah, but it's also the way they formatted it too. Yeah, they definitely played into the unexpected kind of notion. Um, I thought that was a pretty damn good episode of Raw. I, I mean, I thought all I, things considered, I didn't think it was too bad. Yeah, I mean, I would say it was decent. The uh, the angle progression was stronger than I think the in-ring stuff. Well, and we really needed that. No, for sure. I think uh, that the build-up for the undercard for WrestleMania or not for for Royal Rumble has been weaker. Like I, I don't know what the Brett Taker build is. Like that's just like, oh hey, I want. Yeah. I don't know. I, although I'll say it again, I do feel like Undertaker Isaac Gankum had a decent match for two big guys. Um, I don't know. I, I thought it was kind of boring. 
I like again. I like the intensity. I think that uh, Isaac Yankum has a lot of intensity. He was throwing clotheslines that look like would kill any normal human being, and I enjoy that. So I do give him credit there. Uh, but yeah, totally a story-driven episode of Raw, which again I enjoy. I I think the Gold Dust Razor stuff is some of the most compelling Razor stuff we've gotten in uh, geez a year, if not longer. Well, yeah, his Jared stuff was boring as fuck. So you know, I'm sold on that, and I'm cool with that feud. I was I think from a story perspective, it's probably Razor's strongest one. And it's so like insane to me to think of that because you got to think of all the classics that he's had with Sean and even some interaction with Diesel that he's had, uh, Brett in 93, 94. But yeah, man, I don't know. I did enjoy this and I feel like it's a good direction. It's the bad guy, this guy oozing machismo. And of course, naturally, you have the, the heel swinger guy gravitate towards that it's perfect yeah i wouldn't even really i don't think i would consider his like one two three kid feud uh, angle that was like an upset win that just dragged on right right there wasn't much writing involved yeah so i think this in terms of writing in depth is his best one because uh, after that it was what irs and that was like nothing right right and diesel was just like hey you took the belt from me so i'm gonna feud with you now yeah, again, no real vendetta or anything. Yeah. I don't know. For me to think that, like, Scott Hall was uncomfortable with this angle, it's like, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's 96, and the world is quite different. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're a professional. Like, really? You're uncomfortable it's with it? It's fucking pro wrestling. Like, come on. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's silly. But, again, that's... Uh, that's Different strokes for different folks, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, that was my biggest takeaway this episode. I thought that, you know, anytime that those two were featured talking about one another or actually on screen with one another was was good. Um, I'm glad we didn't get any fucking recaps of anything. Um, we did get a pretty good rundown of the list of the Royal Rumble people, which is nice. I'm glad that, again... They're they're keeping a couple unannounced. I think that's always how it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I, I think this was a pretty decent go home episode for Royal Rumble. I think it did heat up what needed to be heated up, and the rest kind of speaks for itself. Yeah, there's not really a storyline with Brett and Taker, but Brett's the top guy. Taker's been a top contender. That one kind of sells itself. Sean's return sells itself. Uh, Ahmed and Jeff Jarrett, I wish had a little bit more story going in, but really the story is Jarrett's a coward and just keeps running away from Ahmed. So there's not much you have to build further there. Um, I do think it's very random and a little disappointing that smoking guns and the body Donna's are having a, t- uh, a tag match. Um, mm-hmm. I wish it was maybe a different team or. Just something where we got a little bit of build for those guys because once again the tag team match gets the shaft basically. Complete afterthought. Complete. To um, come back from a commercial and you're halfway through a squash match for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's pretty bad. It's garbage. Um, so I don't know. I, I think, you know, going into Royal Rumble, I think we're in a good spot, 
and I hope that after the Royal Rumble, things only continue to heat up until Mania because realistically, they need a recovery WrestleMania this year, in my opinion. We need to leave WrestleMania 11 in the fucking dust because that by no means felt like a WrestleMania. And I remember even sitting there and talking with it. It's like, really? That was WrestleMania? Felt like any other pay-per-view. And I don't want to feel like that again this year. So they really need to start cranking shit up if they're going to try to recover. No, I agree. Where do you guys at for, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, your excitement level for Royal Rumble? Hmm. I would say I'm more than five. Like, I, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty excited overall for the show. The Razor Goldless stuff I'm definitely excited about now. Um, I think that Taker and Brett has potential to be a pretty good title match. Yeah, it'll be a decent match, right. Um, even Ahmed and Jarrett kind of have, like, a fun little thing going on there. Yeah, so, you want to see Ahmed kill Jeff Jarrett. So I definitely think there's... There's stuff to be excited about. I would say maybe like a seven. I'm going to stick right there and say the same thing. I think, you know, for the first time in a while, it feels like there's angles we can talk about, which is like so foreign. Um, I personally think Razor Goldust has the ability to go all the way up to WrestleMania. I think there's enough steam there to and enough material there that you can get something out of it all the way to WrestleMania. I don't think they're going to do that. Um, but I would like if they did. So I'm going to say, as far as my excitement for Royal Rumble, yeah, probably about a seven, but I'm, I'm even more hopeful for the biggest show of the year. I'm hoping that this, if they're building feuds already and storylines and it's uh, January 15th, Hopefully they've learned their fucking lesson a little bit from the last couple of years and saying, hey, we need to do some uh, cohesive, coherent, long-term booking to make people care about this shit again. So I'm just keeping my hopes up that like this is just a sign of things to come. So, yeah, I- I'm pretty excited for the Rumble overall. I'm excited to have Steve Austin in here and a couple more new faces. Um... And I am glad to see Sean coming back. I think he's a big asset to the roster at this time. Uh, So anytime he's not around, the hole is definitely felt. So yeah, all in all, I'm excited for Rumble. I'm probably at like a six, six and a half. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, isn't too bad. Royal Rumble, you really don't need to have heavy angles going into it because the Royal Rumble match itself is such the draw. Yeah, I, d- I just wish that they did do a little bit more with, like, Brett and Taker, at least, like, a face-off yeah. or something. So, like, they haven't they just didn't do anything. But, right. I mean, I guess that's them really hoping that the two names are going to sell themselves, which, I mean, they kind of do. So, I get yeah, it. Well, yeah, yeah. That's probably their goal, to do that. That's what I, and that's what I take it as, too, as a fan. It's like, oh, well, it's just Brett and Undertaker. Like, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Your two top baby faces, arguably. Right. And then as far as beyond that, I don't see. Well, okay, let's say this. Who do we see winning Brett and Taker? Brett. Brett. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Brett's like, I feel like there's no way he's going to lose it this quick. Some reason I had a thought during the show of like why I could see Taker winning it, but I don't know. I think it's got to be Brett. 
I agree. Um, and I do think that that puts Undertaker on the back burner for a, another long while. That's probably what he needs, though. Well, yeah, I have, I have because they keep heating him up and then cooling him off. Well, you, I think you guys remember at, I think it was in your house, there was a, uh, as I yawn, great, as a, a confrontation between Taker and Diesel, like a standoff or whatever. And what if Diesel were to win the Royal Rumble and Taker wins the title? A Taker Diesel WWF, WWF World Title match at WrestleMania 12. I'd be afraid. I'd be afraid we'd get a, a Sid Diesel all over again. Mm. And, I, and I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a bad time. I already think, and, it, and it's, it's fucking 96, but I already feel like Undertaker's at the point where he's an attraction unto himself. Right, he doesn't need the title. So just keep him away from the belt. I think it's a foregone conclusion from everything that we've seen that Shawn Michaels in some way will be in the main event at WrestleMania 12. I think if they could have done it sooner in a believable way where the fans wouldn't completely turn on it and shit on it, Shawn would already be the champion. Yeah. I really believe that. Like, that's what the booking feels like. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like the Shawn Michaels show. Like you, if you tuned in, you yes. wouldn't know that Bret Hart is the yes. world champion. One hundred percent, for sure. You'd have no idea. And you can kind of see why maybe Bret would be bitter after all these years. It's like, sure. well, I was the champion, and I was not getting featured like fucking Shawn Michaels was. Right. So I don't know. I I do agree with you. I I don't think that that would be the best direction to go in. And I do feel like Shawn eventually. I'm saying Undertaker as far as not the best direction to go in. But I do feel like Sean, that's, that is what they're building toward. Whether it's going to be, you know, maybe Diesel and Sean main event WrestleMania or something like that, or even Brett, Sean, WrestleMania. Either way, Sean's going to be at WrestleMania, and Sean mm-hmm. has to walk out the champion. Yeah. There's, n- there's no way he doesn't. The 95 Sean had... The rise of Shawn Michaels in 95 was setting the table for his 96 feast, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. So that's where I'm at with it. I don't know. I, I do hope that we have a you know, more influx of talent um, because it's obviously much needed. And, you know, fresh matchups. I'm ready for some fresh matchups. No more Undertaker fucking Yokozuna. No more Brett Bob Backlund. No. Like, all this bullshit. Like, I'm ready to move on and get some matches where it's like, oh, that's probably going to be good. So. Yeah, there's still a, probably a handful of guys that are coming in that um, are going to definitely help and freshen things up a little bit. Which is I, what I think 96 is like, hey, let's freshen shit up. Yes. And even storyline-wise, again, it's January 15th. Sonny's in a bathtub naked, naked, making very blatant sexual references. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fucking Razor and Goldust are out in the snow fighting because Goldust is hitting on Razor. Yeah. 
it, it's already to me a departure from where we were. And I don't know, to me, blatantly a departure. So, and then next week, for example, you want a fresh matchup. Hey, here's Goldust versus Bret Hart. Like, fuck yeah, yeah to that. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I, Yeah, I don't know. I like the featuring of new faces. I'm, I'm ready for that. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I think Bret Goldust. I mean, that's shocking. They're putting that on free television so soon. And it feels big, which it shouldn't, because yeah. it's just gold dust. Like it shouldn't matter at all. But to well, me, it feels big. I also I had the thought too that they're doing that because there's a really good chance Gold Dust is going to win the title, and then we're going to get that champion versus champion match on Raw the next night, which is even better. I mean, if if so, that's a pretty big match to be your feature match on Raw. So, right, yeah. Uh, all right, well, our next episode is the 1996 Royal Rumble match, or Royal Rumble show, I should say, which features a Royal Rumble match. I'm looking forward to watching it again. It's one. Of, it's a Royal Rumble I, I think I maybe watched one time completely. And I don't even know why, because the card doesn't look too bad uh, to begin with. So Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen this one completely as well. Yeah, so... You guys got anything else for this week's episode? Are we good to go? Well, seeing as you're about to fall asleep, we should <laughs> yeah, probably ahead, fucking bro. call. Wrap it up. It's almost ten o'clock. I got, I gotta get like four, at least four hours of sleep. So. Yeah. All right, then. Until next week, for Austin Skinner and for Dallas Greeley, I am Bob Klein Jr. And this has been I Call Bob. You got it.